Perfect. Oh, hello, my darling, powerful listeners. Welcome, welcome to another amazing episode of the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast. We're wrapping up season one. I can't even get my head around it. It's been a wild first quarter of the year. And we're going to bring it home with a really heartfelt, very relatable story. I've got Coach Casey Singh on, on with me today. And Casey has been like letting herself out, if you will, for years and has now come into a place of flow and alignment and really self-knowing through the heart in the service. So she's a transformational coach. She's heart-centered. She's living life for her after having been a people pleaser and doing what she thought was, you know, living life for others. Now she's, because she's actualized her truth, she's bringing others along. And I would say in her, she says she's been in business about eight years. And in the last few, the more recent top years is where things are starting to click and the magic's flowing and, and she's, you know, getting to that deeper level. So welcome to the show, Casey. Take us away from there and tell us about how your journey's been. Oh, thank you so much. Such a beautiful intro. And I know that you guys can't see our video, but something I found so beautiful was like watching Mia as she was saying the introduction and sharing about me. She had her eyes closed and she was very centered in the present moment, not in her head, very authentic. So I just really wanted to um, say that's so beautiful yeah like you're not you know you're just coming from you your truth there's no right there's no wrong it's just how it's gonna flow and uh here we are we're flowing that's this is oh my god this conversation is gonna be crazy <laughs> yes <laughs> i do that and i i'm a little self-conscious about closing my eyes but i've surrendered to it because i know i'm doing it right now that when i i go in that's where I can really kind of see that cosmic portal, if you will. And like, I'm tearing up already. And I just like, I feel into you, right? Like I'm feeling into you. And Casey has this, like, there's just so many dimensions to how she's become who she is today. And that is the real intent of you guys listening is to know that these things don't happen overnight, despite what the internet is trying to sell you, right? So, you know, I mean, Casey, let's hear your origin story. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you shared that I've been in business eight years. Um, 10 years ago, I was pursuing medicine. So I, um, my parents immigrated to Canada when I was about five years old and they wanted a better life. They wanted more opportunity. Totally. I get it. Like I just spent the last like year living in Costa Rica. It's beautiful, but it is a third world country. There's not as many opportunities as we have. Right. And so my husband and I just moved back to Toronto recently, recognizing, wow, this is what my parents did for me to have this life. Right. So very grateful. And so that's where it started. And, you know, it was hard, not going to lie. My parents had nothing. They worked like three jobs each, mm-hmm. like super hard. I basically raised myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I was eight, my brother was born, my little baby brother. So I'm eight years older than him. Yeah. So I essentially 
was able to support him, love him, raise him. But I was like, like, for lack of better words, like I gave up my childhood and I didn't play. I didn't, I didn't know how to know how to just be a kid. Like I was already responsible. Right. Right. I was. And what became really clear to me through my parents' conversation and just seeing them struggle, I was like, I have to make something of myself. Mm -hmm. I have to be successful. Like that was what little eight-year-old Casey said. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, I don't know if I can swear on here, but you can't mess around. I was like, you can't fuck around. Like you have to go (laughs) all in and pursue the thing. And for me at the time, my parents, God bless their hearts, were like, Casey, you're such an excellent like healer, right? Like they didn't have the words of coach or or healer energy. It was very much traditional. Like Casey, you are such a healer and you have such love for people. Like you got to be a doctor. And that mm-hmm. was the thing. And so I put my heart and soul into it. Like I pursued that for my entire, like essentially like entire school years, plus mm-hmm. in university and college. I became a paramedic. I was working towards um, getting into medical school. And it was like all of this stuff was happening. And I remember, Mia, this this month of my life when I was like 20, like early 20s. And it was like I was going during the day to medical school interviews. And I had already gotten into a few. My parents, because med school is a lot, like there's yeah. a investment up front, right? Yeah. So my parents were ready. And at this point, they had multiple properties. They had built something for built them. An empire. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they were like willing and ready to invest, like second mortgage their house to pay for my schooling. Right. And so I was like, like, it wasn't that I didn't want them to support me, but I just, in my heart, there was like this little nudge. And I didn't know at the time it was called my intuition nudging me. Like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want this? Is this real for you? And I just remember feeling this like gross, like, Oh, like puke, not nervous puke of, Oh, I'm going on stage and butterflies. It was a a puke of like, Oh gosh, is this what you really want? Like, you're going to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I at some level knew it, but I kept pursuing because I thought this is the only way. And I had attached so much of my identity to it of if I don't do this, then I'm a failure. Or if I don't do this, then what? Right. Or let my parents down or yes. what will I be? Or how do I move yes. the last 20 years of life into something else? exactly how do you do that how do you start over right Mm. and I didn't know how to start over I was like Mm. dead scared I'm like this I am attached to this thing if I don't do this thing then fine so I would during the day you know go back go to med school interviews be this perfect student this this perfect person that you Mm. would look at and be like oh my god she has her shit together like she's Mm. got this she's moving down this lane and and whatever but internally in my heart, like I was very lonely. I was sad. I was depressed at some level. Mm-hmm. And at night I would just go home and I was um, living in my mom's basement at the time, just getting ready for school and all that. Yeah. And I was just smoking pot. I thought yeah. I was like, oh, this is fun. This is what people do. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize, I didn't have the awareness to realize I'm actually numbing emotions yeah. and numbing myself and doing this. So I continue down that path for a couple months. I get into med school and I have this choice now we're enrolling, we're getting ready and all that. And I now, especially after having experienced this so many times in my life, but that being one of the first truly Mm -hmm. believe in divine timing Mm -hmm. and that 
God, the universe, spirit Mm -hmm. will, if you have a desire in your heart, even an inkling of something different, Mm -hmm. will show you the way. Like, so, so this is what happened. So I was at this coffee shop and I'm, you know, like just being me, I'm still inspiring. I'm still the light that I am. I still, I still have those energy to create in the world. Right. But I'm Mm -hmm. directing it towards this thing that I think I should do quotes air quotes should yeah Yeah. um so I mean I mean this guy at this coffee shop just randomly like I'm having coffee he is and we just start talking right and he I was telling him about my dreams of like oh my gosh I just want to support people and I see myself doing this and talking and all this and Mm -hmm. at the time I was like I want to travel and want to be a doctor I could do doctors without borders Borders, like I I had to (laughs) do the thing and then do the thing I actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like I was or like, like use the, the thing as a bridge yes. to get to the inner calling. So if I do right. this, I can make it fit in this way and yes. sort of everybody's happy and I'm compromising yes. meeting in the middle. Yeah. Like I can't just travel. That's crazy. I have sure. to travel as a doctor. Yeah. I can't just speak on stage. I have to yeah. speak as a professional. Yeah. yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. there was that. So I was talking to him. And I was like, but you know, there's parts of me and I was sharing with him that I was like, but I'm not sure. I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know if this is my mm-hmm. path. I know I want to do all this. And just basically like pouring my heart out to, yeah, the, stranger. to the stranger <laughs> in the coffee shop. <laughs> often are the best because yes. they don't know anything about your life. That's right. That's right. So he says to me, he's like, wow, it sounds like you're super inspiring. And like, you have so much to offer the world. He's like, have you ever heard of this thing called Landmark? And I was mm-hmm. like, no, what is that? And he's like, it's a personal development program. And I had like no prior concept, concept of Tony Robbins development of program. Yeah. I'm like, what? And it was like, that was this drop in the ocean that like started it all. It's like a decade ago. And I just basically like, I remember that very day I went to Landmark. I was in Toronto. I went to the office. I had some cash. I'm like, I need to put down money for the next available seminar. Right. I have to do this. Like that was the, the God, like you got to do this. You yeah. Have take to. action now. Take action now. You got a yeah. hundred bucks, put it down, reserve your spot. Right. Mm-hmm. So I paid off um, little by little week by week. Cause I think mm-hmm. I had three or four weeks before the next seminar. Mm-hmm. I paid it all off. It was like 800 bucks or whatever at the time. And I went to my weekend, not knowing what to expect. I had yeah. no idea, but I just remember, I'm like, I have to do this. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. I don't know, but I have to do this. So we start. And those three days, like literally changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of who I was, what I wanted, like the woman I am today, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here had I not made that one single choice, which mm-hmm. at this point seems like, well, I just went to a seminar, but it's like, no, I literally opened up my heart, cracked open my brain, looked at all the things that I wanted to shift. And I started on the journey, right? It wasn't an overnight, like everything in my life all of a sudden was click fixed. It was, no, I have now awareness and a new set of tools to look. Mm -hmm. So to just get into the details of the story a little bit more, because this is really powerful. I was on day one and it was day three, it was three days. So day one, the instructor, the teacher is talking about blind spots. And she's like, you know, when you're driving a car, you check your blind spot, you change lanes. You don't just like randomly just like swerve because that's what causes accidents. Mm-hmm. Like, but how many of you are living your life on autopilot without even looking at what's in your blind spot? 
mm-hmm. how many of you are just drifting through life? And that was like huge for me. Yeah. And we did an exercise, which I don't even remember what it was, but I remember the revelation. It was like a moment of like life sat me down and it was like, aha. It was like, life is basically like, you have been trying to be the perfect daughter, the perfect mm-hmm. student, the perfect whatever mm-hmm. to try and save your family. To try and make all of their suffering worth Worth it. it. And I was like, that's not on me. I don't have to do that in that way. I can serve my family, but I don't need to save my family. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a difference. So I went home after that realization that night and just bawling, like tears of joy, relief, confusion, Mm -hmm. sadness, all of that. And I'm like, told my mom, I'm like, mom, I'm not going to med school. Yeah, right away. Because that was a question. Yeah. Bringing, yeah. Having those realizations, but then having to really <laughs> test and hold to them in the audience that can be the most critical and difficult, like, you know, possibly least supportive. So day one landmark goes home, tells parents. Yeah. I'm like, mom, I can't do this. I have been trying to put this mask on. I've been carrying yeah. all the weight. This is not for me. I cannot, cannot continue. And she's like, okay. She's like, what are you going to do? Mm. And I'm like, I want to travel and write. Like, that's what, <laughs> I what I told her, she's like, med school to, <laughs> med school to essentially just like yeah. free spirit. Like yeah. I just want to own nothing and travel. Gypsy. And write. Essentially, gypsy nomad. Yeah. I have this dream like Mia yeah. I would be up like late at night looking at travel bloggers and people yeah. doing it and I'd be like how the hell do they do that totally yeah. over here studying to be a doctor which is awesome but I want to yeah. do that yeah so tell her and she's like okay I, I support you I love you whatever you need I'm I'm not sure what you're doing but mm-hmm. I get it and mm-hmm. and she's like okay like I love you so fast forward, you know, a couple, like I did all the landmark training. I dove deeper. I started coaching people. I became mm. a production manager based and a course supervisor, which is basically the people who put on the forums to serve and support the okay. other people coming in for transformation. So mm-hmm. I started to step into coach role, into service of transformation role and started to look at my own life deeper. Because mm-hmm. when you do the work, as you know, and when I say the work, it's like really the inner work and the healing mm-hmm. you, when you serve other people and in this field, you have to do the work. It's not just like a, oh, I'll do it if I feel like it. It's like, no, like you got to be authentic and in integrity mm-hmm. with what you want. Yes. So you can continue to serve in a really powerful way. Right. Yes. So I learned so many tools and skill sets and how to create my life. And at the time I was in a lot of debt. So mm-hmm. like in university, they gave me hundreds, like not hundreds of thousands. I was exaggerating like 20, 30 thousands, which at the time felt like it's, six figures uh, to me. Oh, yeah. Right. Sure. So I bought like my MacBook. I did this, I did that. And then before I knew it, I was like in debt and I had no financial literacy or education. All I knew was study, 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 mm-hmm, then debt. Money and comes you'll, later. You'll whatever. figure it out. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. I was in a lot of debt. And so, you know, the work helped me really clean it up, get clarity, not be so afraid to look at money, all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after a couple of years of being in Landmark and like really absorbing all of what I knew I needed to absorb, I decided it was actually now time to travel and write. I remember like, it was almost like I made that declaration 
but I wasn't quite, I didn't have the body. I didn't have the capacity yet to just like book a ticket and get on a plane and go travel. Like I was like, had to figure out my grounding and my bearings. So I I did that for two years. And then it was just like, I hit a crossroads again of, okay, Casey, like, what's your next level of growth? Like, what are you doing here? You're, you're mm-hmm. kind of plateaued. And so yes. I booked a ticket to Peru and mm-hmm. even how that unfolded was crazy. One of my friends ended up asking me, he's like, Casey, what do you want? What do you want? You mm-hmm. look super unhappy these days. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just want to travel and write. Like I was like, again, that's what I want to do. And I'm he's like, back. why don't you just do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, got it. I could just do that. He ends up pulling his credit card out. He's like, do it, book the ticket. And 60 days later, I was on a plane to Peru with my life cleaned up, like in order. And I basically went to Peru. I backpacked for three months. I was coaching people, serving, like, this is just mm-hmm. viewing out of me. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I came back to Toronto after three months and met my husband. Mm-hmm. And so like, I guess the, the, the origin story really is coming from a place of not listening to my intuition to then trusting my intuition, like really leaning in that when, when my heart speaks and it's like, this is what you got to do. That nudge is not going to go away. It's just going to get louder. Mm-hmm. And over time, it's like going to become impossible not to do that thing. So I've learned if I hear it, I might as well just do it, like take action on that. So this is such a a key point. And I really want people to hear that once it starts, it's like opening Pandora's box and you can take all kinds of actions towards it. So it doesn't have to be a plane ticket to Peru, but it's interesting, you know, the timing and the almost still the continued hesitation in your story until that point where your friend really pushed you to do it. Um, And then things opened up to another level. So there's all these sort of micro moments that opened more doors of possibility that then you explored further and have now created such a large and robust um, outcome that is still unfolding. But now you're a bit more practiced in it so you can you know say yes faster and with greater certainty and these sorts of things and so when we're starting this journey or um, having these small inklings I've really been broadcasting just saying yeses to coffee with a friend that maybe you haven't for months or a night out at the movies with your loved one that you haven't that you've been putting off because chores, yada, yada, you know, mom life, employee, whatever, whatever. And so they don't have to be grand gestures. They will come to that in good time. And it's just the practice to hone the intuition, the practice of saying yes to those little callings that can be very much part of our everyday life. And it's like practicing push-ups. You start with one, and then you do 10. And then before you know it, you're doing 100. And then before you know it, you're doing 1,000, <laughs> metaphorically speaking or not. Yeah, we just got to start. And something I've learned is I have to, I get to also be okay with like not being great at it in the beginning. Yes. That's really been really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like I just well, want to be yeah. like excellent and perfect. Yeah. Yeah. 
sometimes it really does stop me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I just, I'm scared and I don't want to do the thing because I don't want to suck. And oh my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, like if it matters to you, because that's the thing too, is it a priority? Does it matter? Am I willing to suck at this, to be better at this later? That's the, the opportunity. Right. And I don't think that I would start all these new things all at once, all the time and give myself this experience of being really, really bad at everything because that's too much. I don't, I don't like that experience, but if it's one thing that I want to improve, can I start now? And, and for me at the time, it was my entire life in the sense of, I don't like how my life is or was, I don't like feeling stuck. I don't like feeling like I'm heading in a direction where someone else is saying that this is what I have to do for the rest of my life, because that's what success means. And so I realized, okay, well, if this opportunity is presenting itself to have coffee with a stranger, to go do a seminar that could possibly change my life, it was like, I must do it. I can't not. Like, it's like those, those moments where life is just like lovingly pushing you forward from the back. It's like this wall is just like pushing you forward and you can take and scream, but it's Mm -hmm. still going to happen. So you could just surrender and trust and be like, okay, this direction, these people, these experiences are showing up so I can get closer to the thing I truly want. Yes. Yes. And these breakthroughs, again, will be you know, in various shapes and sizes and just practice. Like I have this quote, I'm looking at it right now. And it says, in order to do something well, we must first be willing to do it badly. And it's quoted to Julia Cameron. And that's what you just said. The art so, yeah. Julia like- okay. So guys, get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> Team up with somebody else because when you're going at it alone, you get so stuck in the head, right? Like I I can't be the only one who's experiencing that. And Casey, maybe you have some insights from some of the clients that you've served who we get so tangled up and this is everything and there's nothing else. No, come back to play, come back to that childhood curiosity of exploration and as a startup solopreneur, would you say that it's fair to just get good at one or two things and get them going? So then you're established in um, yourself and you have confidence and then you can kind of expand and explore a little bit. So walk us through then, you know, medical school, life-changing events, pursuit of true alignment into building a, a very comfortable generating business while, you know, kind of living this freestyle life. Yeah. So like mastery takes time and mastery does not lie. I'm going to leave people a moment to take that in. Mm -hmm. Mastery does not play games. Mastery doesn't have charades. There's no like illusions. There's no, um, like, um, what's the word of shiny object syndrome and mastery. It's, Mastery is boring and it's repetitive, but it's also the most transformative thing ever. And the fact is that for the last decade, whether I have chosen to, or it's just kind of unfolded at some level, I have been a coach in that way. 
yes, I have the um, authentic, you know, like I have a gift, I have a natural communicative gift, but if I hadn't practiced that, if I hadn't actually honed in, I would not be able to be at this level of mastery that I am today. And when I say mastery, I don't mean that I'm like, like the best coach ever. I'm better than anyone else. It's mastery with myself. And that just means that I'm like, I'm like comfortable, but also willing to be uncomfortable in situations. Like I can me and now talk to anyone and have a conversation with them about anything Mm -hmm. at whatever extreme they want to go. If they don't want to open up and they're not willing to dive deep. Okay. We'll stay there. We'll play on the surface. I don't have an attachment to let's go deeper. We have to transform. We have to have a breakthrough, right? Which is the not, it's not a reflection of you and your skills. You're meeting them where they are because you, this, you guys, (laughs) I'm getting all goosebumpy. Let's repeat. (laughs) Mastery takes time. The mastery that Casey's talking about is the mastery of self, of true, aligned, fulfilled, expressed self. And this is why we can take safety and comfort ourselves with knowing that failure is not failure. It's practicing. I've never seen a baby walk on the first step. Show me that video. (laughs) DM it to me now. (laughs) So this is where knowing yourself gives you that roundedness to be what boundaried, energetically protected and knowing what your skill is and knowing that you're going to have, if you're a coach or whatever service you're providing, you're going to have beautiful, incredible, heart expanding moments with clients. And then you're going to have some that just fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the journey. It's They're part not of the journey. Like, oh, like all coaching calls are not like, hallelujah, like breakthrough. <laughs> it's like, you got to go through the day to day. You got to go through the person's stuff. You move through one, you, maybe you move one inch, maybe you move point mm-hmm. inch, but there's still mm-hmm. progress and transformation. So yeah. And then like mastery is being able to just be present. And, and that's where I feel I'm at. You know, I don't get as swayed. I used to a lot, especially in figuring out where I stood in trying to help them or, Oh God, why don't they just get it? But then it's like, mm-hmm loving them where they're at and recognizing you have chosen to pay me to serve you. Mm -hmm. So you get to move at the pace you're going to go. But when you need a loving kick in the ass, I'm going to give it to you. When I see something that is not working in alignment with what you said, you're going to have coach Casey compassionately talk to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's like being okay too, with saying the thing that you're like, Oh my God, am I really going to say this? That's that's the thing. That's the coach that, that is the one that serves not the coach who sits back and says, I'm just going to be nice. And oh my God, I'm not going to say anything when no, this person has paid you their hard earned dollars Mm -hmm. to change their life. So you can't just sit here and they're not your best friend. You're not here just like, you know, having coffee and chit-chatting. You are here for transformation. And sometimes that looks like chit-chatting because that's what is needed. But sometimes that looks like loving, compassionate from the heart straight what are you doing with your life right now? Are you sure this is the path you want to go, right? Like with conviction. And the thing that I feel like with my journey and what you said about like just having a business that supports me and is lucrative, it's 
I didn't focus on that. Mm -hmm. That is not the main goal. The main goal is not how much money can I make? How much, how many dollars can I earn? Even though that was with what I was raised, right? Money Mm -hmm. was a scarcity. Money was limited. And so it was like, or the illusion of it was, and it was like, we have to hold on to what we have, or we have to get as much as we can and work as much. But now it's like, especially in my passion with coaching and serving, I'm like, okay, if I can serve this person and they're not willing to, or they're not able to financially afford the the price that I've given to them, well, what can they afford? What is possible? They've clearly come to me. And I truly believe Mia, like, and I say this with the most humility is I am meant to serve a lot of people at really profound levels. So if you are magnetized into my realm and into my sphere, you're here for a reason. And I don't take that for granted. I'm not just like, ah, you can't pay me. See you later. You're a dead lead or dead end. No, it's you're a human being who wants to change their life. Let's figure out how we can co-create this, you know, if it aligns, you're willing to do the work. So it's taken time and it's not always been like stable. I've Mm -hmm. had jobs. I still have part-time gigs. I still, you know, like supplement my business because the thing that I realized very like in the middle of my journey and, and a really good coach told me about this is like, okay. when you put a lot of pressure on your business. Mm-hmm. It is going to not perform. It's yeah. like a human being, a pressurized human doesn't perform. So how can I expect my business that I love? That's my, like, I'm going to be doing this 30, 40, 50, hundred years from now. Like I'm yeah. still speaking, people are still going to, I'm still going to be serving and changing lives. Yeah can't say I have to reach a certain level and it has to make me money and has mm-hmm. to pay for all my bills because then I'm like prostituting it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just being like, I'm extorting it for that. And yeah. then it no longer becomes fun. It then mm-hmm. becomes like, holy crap, I don't want to do this. This sucks versus letting it organically grow, letting mm-hmm. it organically be nurtured and fed. And then if I got to work a couple hours at freelance, do some contract work or do mm-hmm. other stuff or do a sales role, that's fine. I'll use my skills. Mm-hmm. But the core is that I'm always serving. I'm always coaching. I'm always coach Casey, regardless yeah. of what role I'm in. It doesn't yeah. matter. Right. So that's the thing with this journey and, and the real conversation of like really building a startup or building a business is like, you have to be willing to get that. It's not going to give you all you need right from the start. Mm-hmm. And even on the journey, you cannot be like putting so much pressure on it. Cause in our society, this like hustle culture and get shit done. And it's very tense. And I went down that path and I froze. Like I remember having a moment, one of my first $10,000 months. And then I could not for six months after Repeat. make any more money because I was so stressed out. Like there was something in my nervous system that was mm-hmm. like, are you, you're going to be able to do it again? Yeah. How are we going to consistently do this? Yeah. Yeah. Business coaches, consistency is key. How am I going to market? Mm-hmm. How am I? So mm-hmm. that aspect of my brain, the marketer, the inauthentic marketing aspect yeah. was like lit up trying to reproduce versus, well, how I created that result was building a relationship, having someone trust me <laughs> and then them saying, here's my entire team. I want you to coach them. Right. right. So we have to be slow and easy. And this might not be what someone wants to hear, which I get, (laughs) but it's, if you need to get a job, right. Get a job. 
Yes. Supplement your income, support yourself, make sure you're, you're nurtured, you're nourished. So even when you show up with your clients, you're not desperate because right. the amount of times I've lost sales in my business or in mm-hmm. other roles or whatever is I've been desperate. I've yeah. been trying so hard to get yeah. this person to pay money that they can smell it, right? Energy precedes you. Yeah. But when you're not desperate and you're laid back, like I've had clients where I've been like, you know what? I get you're financially strapped. Let's just do six weeks for free to start. Cause I just love it. I'm like, I will serve you. I know I can change your life. Mm-hmm. And I, into week two or three, the woman was like, oh, um, I actually just got this huge chunk of money coming in. Mm-hmm. I would love to pay you. Here's $2,000 or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. oh, thanks. Yeah. So like, I get that there might be some people out there who are like, well, that's not consistent for your business. That's not where the numbers, how can you reproduce and all that stuff. Right. And I'm not talking about like a corporate America business that we're building. Thank I'm you. talking about yes. <laughs> your heart and your soul. Yes. You don't have to be broke to do this work, but you that's also strange. don't need to be all about the money to do this work, right? You can find a balance. You can still generate a lot of cash. There's a lot of great ways to build programs and do all that stuff, but you first need to make sure it's coming from alignment. Is it yes. coming from your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, this is (laughs) so critical. And, you know, speaking from where I'm at, and probably where listeners are at, the internet noise, and the the folly of comparison and kind of getting caught up in in the smoke and mirrors that's out there. I, I've often been saying, why are we in business to make money? But that's in a way to normalize receivership and accept payment for service, because that is a fair energetic exchange. It's completely fine. We pay for things everywhere we go. And it's completely fine to receive money for what we're offering. But where you're speaking to is like the next level of growing a business but really of expressing your soul as a separate part of the business. And listeners will have heard me make this distinction as well. So when you are just, because there's so much coming out. So let me just try to take, take myself through it. When we die, what will matter will be the size of the love that we've released into the world. It will not be the bank account, although that will be a beautiful legacy for those after us or charities or wherever that money goes. But if you are deep believer of your soul, then this lifetime serves to advance your soul's expansion and all the other things are just like decoration to it and you really walked us through that um, in a very meaningful way especially with like we're not building corporate America no we're not p.s two Canadians on the show today love it (laughs) and it's a beautiful thing because Casey's making good money in her business but she's you know, giving herself space and removing pressure for that to be the end all be all. And I really appreciate that. It, it like 
gives me a bit of extra safety as I'm still working full time that, you know, I don't have to be all of just one thing, like, oh, I'm only going to be an entrepreneur. Just be yourself in the different ways that give you the life that you want. And the other pieces fall into place around that. Yes. Amen. Because what happens is when you don't put so much pressure, especially financially, you free that energy and that energy is then able to come to you. And, And for a long time, I would think that if I had to work a job or do that stuff, I would be like, I was a loser or I failed or I was not an entrepreneur. And I was like, so there's so much shame and guilt and stuff around it. And then I remember sitting down judgment and my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So think of a, of a family or a lifestyle where you're both like, nah, I don't want to get a job, but we're going to kick ass in this business. And we're like, great. We have like $50 for groceries this week. So uh, we got to pay for that subscription and that. So it was like, so much stress and pressure Mm -hmm. to avoid being a failure in our eyes. This Mm -hmm. is weird. And then we pivoted to, well, let's just both work full time. Let's do the things we need to do. And then before I saw it, like I just saw it in front of me, like clients started just like Mm -hmm. coming. It was like magnetized. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is pretty cool. And then at a point you get to where, you know, you can do both. And then it comes to a point where it costs you more to work. So then you, you can make the conscious choice of, okay, well, where do I want to be? Because like quitting your job, traveling the world, like that's all great. It's a good yeah. experience, but it's also very glamorized. It's very traumatic mm-hmm. on many levels. Once the dust settles and uh, the excitement and the dopamine hit us up, you're still yeah. like, holy shit, I got bills to pay. Like, yeah. how am I going <laughs> to? So, yeah. And you can't build something sustainable, right? So you have to just, and then because you can't build something sustainable and there's pressure, you start to inauthentically try to push out products and then you're like desperate and then the business doesn't work and then you quit the business. And that's why so many people are not able to like continue to mastery because mastery doesn't need you to do anything every day. Mastery is not like you have to do X amount of pushups every day. Mastery, especially in this realm is Mm -hmm. staying on the path. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Stay mm-hmm. on the path. Even when you're off the path and you're like, oh God, what should I do? Just get back on the path. Mm-hmm. One thing, get back on the path, keep going the path. And those who walk the path the longest are the masters. Yes. Those who walk the path the longest are the masters. So simplified and so unlabeled, uncategorized, right? This is, again, like, can be an entrepreneur and be an employee. You can be an entrepreneur and travel. You can still hold a job. It's, again, more that practice of what are you here to do and who needs you is the other big element. And that is, again, the get over yourself because people are looking for you and you and me and her and them. And that is where you connect to that deeper frequency of what's available, right? And this, even in this conversation, I feel like I've been coached <laughs> to an extent. It's so it's been so freeing. It's like just removing more excuses, resistance, insecurities, um, 
and settling in, like just, you know, get real comfy on the couch with cozy blanket and just kind of settle into really who you are. And so practicing that is the journey and practicing that will look different um, day to day and person to person. And so finding some kind of nice ritual or half a dozen rituals where you can start to access that and and hone the skill of returning to path. And so Casey, how have you um, practiced your return to path over these years? I mean, being human, you just keep falling off so many times. And I think what I've what I've seen myself do is sometimes it takes me a lot longer but sometimes it's shorter and that can vary under different things, time of month, time of year, yeah. money's in the bank account. Like there's all these different factors and layers, what has caused me to come off the path. But the one thing that consistently just has me come back to center is reminding myself that I like, I'm okay here. Like I'm good here. Just something as simple. And yes, I have my practices. I journal and meditate and I can tell you all that. You've probably heard it a million times, right? which those are good tools, but I found that if I just do the tools without like a really like clear, like intention or purpose, Mm -hmm. it just becomes another thing I have to do. And if I don't do it, then I shame myself, which takes me further off the path. (laughs) Catch 22. So I think I've just come brought it down to something very simple as like, when I feel overwhelmed or maybe I don't feel as, as successful, or maybe I'm like questioning, am I moving forward fast enough? What's happening? Right. I just take a moment and I'm just like, I breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm here right now. Right. Like I'm okay right now. I have food on the table. I have a house to sleep in. I have a beautiful, amazing, powerful husband by my side. I have love in my life, like the simple things. Mm -hmm. I have that. And I just remind myself, even if I'm in the the mud of resistance, right? And I'm like, I have like a handout being like, someone help me, right? Because I'm drowning. (laughs) I can be that. I can literally in my mind just say, or even out loud, like, you're okay, right? Like sometimes I just like with love need to tell myself to calm the fuck down, like chill out. You don't have to be so like crazy about getting all of it done. And I have to do it now and quarterly goals and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Shut up. Like, (laughs) settle down, breathe. It's all going to work out. You know, you're here now. You're good. What can you do right now? What is one thing? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I didn't, and then I'm like, essentially like a little child. I'm just yes, yes, the tantrum and then the self-regulation. Yes. And that can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be fancy or any no. of that. Stuff. Just sit down. You're good. Everything's fine. I love you. You're safe. And then, oh, okay. And then I, you know, have a coach. I have people in my life that I talk to that mm-hmm. I just need to get it all out. And then there's clarity. So that also helps me get on the path. It's just having an ear to just have all of this come out of my body. Mm-hmm. And then as it's coming out, there's like clarity happening mm-hmm. and then there's good feedback. So then there's plans to move forward, That's right? Because right. we, all, we all need support. Yeah, yeah. We all get bunched up and casting that line to the future, which really would be 
I would think more of a feeling of a way that we want to feel and look back on our life is staying connected. So being present without loss of the future, but not in a pressured way is our North star. That's and what we're always. Back. Yes. Oh my God. So much. don't look back or whatever, but it's like, no, like, oh my God. Like even having a conversation with you, I'm like, wow. Yes. Like I've come a long way. Long oh my way. God. Yes. Wow. I've walked a long path, but I'm here now. And that's part of the, I'm here now. Right. I've landed here. So like you said, like get comfy land, you don't have to sit here forever. And that's kind of an illusion. Sometimes I fall into is like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is going to be my forever. Am I going to be stuck like this forever? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, just breathe. You've walked a long journey and you've come here and congratulate yourself. And now sit for how long you need to sit. You don't need to keep being emotional all the time to sit, breathe, assess. And sometimes what I'll do is like once a month or whenever I feel inspired, I'll take just a day completely off. No clients, no work, no previous meetings, nothing in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'll call, I'll call it like a dream reset mm-hmm. where I'll literally just sit and look at my business, my life. What do I want? What do I want to create? I did that like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And on a Friday and on the Monday, we were back in Toronto. So it's mm-hmm. powerful. It's mm-hmm. powerful. Just a dream reset quickly of what do I want? What am I creating? Because we can get so lost in the creation. Yeah. What we've already created yes. that it becomes hard to take a moment to just look again. So yes. that's also very helpful. Beautiful, beautiful wisdom. Thank you. Love it. I feel like I could talk to you for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) This was well worth the rescheduling. So listeners, you know, sometimes you see the tip of the iceberg, but there's so much that goes on behind. And I knew that Casey and I would come together when the time was right. I wasn't worried about it. Last year, I would have been like freaking out and sweating and like, oh, no, it means this and this and this. And this year, I'm just like... It's fine, man. We just go with the flow. We're like water. No problem. And look at the magic that came out of it. It's been amazing and a real treat. And I hope the beginning of, of a continued online friendship and or in person, because I do get out to Ontario sometimes. Where are you at? I'm in BC. Oh, I still live in BC. I mm. love BC. In the mountain. Yes, mm. definitely in person. <clears throat> line friendship of all sorts thank you for this beautiful space you're very very generous in the space that you create and the love in which you you set um it's it's challenging sometimes to be connected to the host just to be real right it's Mm -hmm. like interviews and sometimes it's hard to flow because there's so many things to check off so to speak but you are magnificent at this and you're going with the flow and I'm just very very grateful to be here today thank you Well, thank you as well. And I hope you have a fabulous, floaty, wonderful rest of your day. (laughs) And I look forward to seeing you online and I'll drop your website. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners about where to find you or how to work with you before we close off? Um, Yeah, they can actually um, get my free book that I recently Mm -hmm. wrote last year, actually launched in December. It's called um, Move From Your Head to Your Heart. That's basically what my journey has been. And they can get it on my website as well. But if they go directly to tuneintoyourheart.com, they can get it there too. I'm also very active on Facebook, so they can connect with me there. Yeah, they'll find me. If they're meant to find me, they will find me. (laughs) That's right. Beautiful. All right. I'll drop those in the show notes. And 
Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining me. You too.